Welcome to the podcast series, Talking Success, Connecting the Global Fintech Community. I'm Catherine Brassel, and today I'll be speaking with Dr. Maki Idowo, MD, CEO of Express Payment Solutions Limited of Nigeria. Express Payment Solutions is a financial technology company specializing in the design, implementation, and provision of platforms for electronic payments, collections, bills payment, and funds disbursement. They are connected to 19 Nigerian banks offering solutions to both public and private sector clients. Marky, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. How have you been? Oh, hello, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me. I've been good. Thank you. Brilliant. How's your week been? It's been really busy. We have a lot happening in the Nigerian space. Amazing. We're trying to launch the e-Naira. Um, the NIVs are rolling in new things in terms of our POS machines. So a lot. And then I, I have some heavy bids for POS machines I'm doing. So it's, it's been quite a busy week. That's great. And we're only halfway through it. <laughs> well, we're on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, awesome. Let us uh, get this journey started uh, with finding out a bit more about your journey. So please tell our audience a bit more about your personal career journey and really how you became CEO of Express Payment Solutions. Okay, thank you. So um, I'll start by saying I studied computer science as my first degree. So my first job was working in an IT firm for my National Youth Service mm-hmm. in 1988 because I wanted to gain some experience in IT. And after that, I moved into banking, which was my ultimate career goal then. So I joined Continental Merchant Bank, which used to be Chase Bank in 1989. I was in the IT department, so I was building solutions and um, supporting people. Later on in 1992, I won the British Chivning Scholarship, so I went to study for my master's in software engineering in Aston University, Birmingham. On my return back to Nigeria, I joined GT Bank, still in the IT department, but then I decided to switch careers and I moved to marketing. Because at that time, I felt that um, heads of IT departments were not making, were not becoming MDs of banks. Mm. And that was my ultimate goal to become an an MD of the bank. So I switched and went into marketing. Subsequently, I worked in other banks, the last being Polaris Bank, where I spent 11 years of my total 28 years banking career. And then to broaden my knowledge also, I went on to get an MBA from the Lagos Business School. In Polaris Bank, I switched careers again. <laughs> so I went back, I went back to my first love, which is IT, and I became the ED in charge of IT and operations. And then I left the bank and started my own consulting firm. I also used that break to get a doctorate. Then I had an, an eight-week course in cybersecurity at Harvard for the fun of it, but it turned out to be very useful in my current job. So to Express Payment Solutions, I was headhunted for, for the job to become the MD of Express Payment Solutions. They wanted someone to take the company to greater heights as they had four licenses and a paid-up share capital of $5 billion. I mean, the licenses included the payment terminal service provider, license, the payment service solutions provider, agency banking, and switching license. So they, they really wanted somebody who would be able to take the company to greater heights. And so that's how I became the MD of Express Payment Solutions. 
and we set out to simplify and enable smarter living. And currently, we process over 8 billion in weekly transactions. Wow. 8 billion naira in weekly transactions, yes. And, you know, my marketing and IT background came in very useful as you need to understand your offerings and be able to sell it. I think that's the urge I have over a lot of fintech firms where the MDs just have IT knowledge. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and I played in a world um, denominated by men. Mm. So I have to actually go the extra mile to prove myself a lot. I've had to fight for my shirt. And I never expect any favors because I'm a woman. I think we all have to prove ourselves. You know, um, but this of course affected my work life balance as there were times my life suffered because I had to put mm. in a lot more at work. So that's really my career. So that's how I became the MD of um, Express Payment Solutions. No, that's such an exciting journey. And you've had such a sort of variety and a background. And like you said, um, you spoke a bit about um, the marketing elements. And I was just, um, I, I'd like to draw, go back to the, you spoke, you know, about being, you know, in a playing in a world dominated by men and, and challenging and upping one's game. I mean, how do you really see us closing that gender gap in fintech, you know, being a woman yourself in fintech and having really achieved this personally? Really, to close this gap, we have to actually start from the grassroots level. So right from the secondary school, we have to increase the STEM pipeline, STEM being science, technology, engineering, and maths. Mm. We have to educate and encourage young women to pursue careers in STEM by breaking down social barriers and stereotypes. You know, a, a lot of times um, young girls are at times made to feel, oh, it's a, ma- it's a male-denominated world, so we shouldn't even bother studying those courses. Yeah, We have to break that. And several initiatives here could help, like scholarships, conferences to raise awareness. We can have funds and grants for the ladies. You know, an example of this is the MasterCard Girls for Tech program, which okay. they currently yeah. run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing we could do um, is to increase funding for female-driven fintech. You know, create more female-focused venture capital funds and allocate such funds to female-run fintechs to drive adoption. You know, and this would really help to encourage women. We can also look at it from the role of regulatory policies. You know, it's important to um, to increase diversity through regulatory policies by governments or self-imposed. This will enable companies to make conscious decisions to drive gender equality in the workplace. An example of this is the CBN mandate to commercial banks to appoint 30% of women to their boards. If companies look at this and try to make the deliberate effort to have women in these positions in the fintech industry, Mm -hmm. it will drive um, female participation. And another thing I think we can do is to increase role modeling and share success stories. You know, develop online series, webinars, where women in fintech share their success stories with up-and-coming entrepreneurs. An example is what we're doing today, talent in the cloud. Mm. That's one of the things I believe you're doing. So those are some of the things we can do, yeah. Does Express Payment Solutions have sort of a a bit of a, a mandate themselves? I mean, um, in terms of bringing women into the business and that sort of thing? Yes. So, so that's the, that's the beauty of, um, cause I've always encouraged mm. a lot of women in the fintech space through several things we do. So, Express Payments is one of the few 
companies that actually um, are very good in the gender balance. Amazing. We actually have we actually have more women. Oh, so fantastic. at the level of ex- executive <laughs> management, yes, at mm. the level of executive management, we actually have more women um, in places in roles rather than men. But on the board, on the board, we still have a bias. So we have um, three women to six men. So we're, we're moving. But in terms of the executive management, is a deliberate effort to bring in a lot of women. And so we have women handling the key roles in the company. No, that's that's amazing to hear. And um, I was wondering if you could let our audience know on a personal level, what would you say your strongest skill set is and, and how you've developed that over the years in your career? Okay. Um, I think I have several. So I just take the one I think is really important is having excellent interpersonal skills. You know, and this has helped me through the years. I've had clients who have moved with me from bank to bank because they they were so they enjoyed the service, they enjoyed my skills, mm. and so they're happy, they're sure that if they move with me to the next one, they're able to get the same service. And then something else I think is very important is when you're in a position of strength, you have to treat people very well. So um, when I was the ED in charge of operations and technology, there were several companies who were like contractors to the bank mm-hmm. then, and I used to deal with them. And now that I'm member of Express Payment Solutions, I needed those same companies to do things for me. And they've been so supportive because of the goodwill I've built in the past. Of course. So that's why, yes, I say it's, it's very important to ensure that even if you're in a position of strength, you don't use it wrongly. You're still very good to people. And the, another one um, I would look at is having project management skills and paying attention to details. Yes. This is this has really helped me in my careers. So as an example, um, I was a project director that integrated Main Street and Polaris Bank. I mean, we took over the bank at that time, so we had to integrate the IT operations. And we did it without any single day downtime. Wow. This in, Yeah, this involved change management, IT training for over 3,000 staff. We actually went very granular and had everything that would happen from day zero. We actually had a day zero, day one, how we would take off together as one bank moving from two banks, you know, and um, it was quite it was quite a challenge, but because of how we prepared for it and paid attention to all the minute details, we were successful. There were several banks who also did that measure. They had to roll back because after several days of being down and the customers were really going crazy, they had to actually roll back. So, that's something, that's an example of how paying attention to details has helped me. Mm. And um, another key one is I walk the talk, which <laughs> means that I lead by example. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I'm usually, I'm usually there. I, I don't say to people, go and do this, and I'm just sitting down. No, I walk the talk. With you're hands-on, you're hands-on. I'm totally hands-on, totally hands-on and everything going on. And this um, helped a lot. If I give an, an example of that, when I was also in charge of all the ATMs, there was a day we had a fire um, in one of the locations where the ATM was. Yeah. And um, I was right there. I, I went there with them because they then had to take a decision to cut off some cables. Because I was there, I was able to say, just do it rather than looking for me to call. <laughs> and yeah, and because because the, the, the staff felt that, oh, she's so committed. She's there with us. She shares her pain mm-hmm. and everything. 
we actually moved the bank's ATM uptime from 60% to 90% within a space of six months. So um, that's worked. I'm generally a perfectionist and I hold on to the mantra that whatever is worth doing at all is worth doing well. Is that I don't do it? If I'm going to do it, then I have to do it very well. That's that's what I hold on to. And that really is a great motto for sure. I think it's... Thank you. Yeah. You know, it runs it runs through with probably a lot of the projects that you have worked on. Yes. But I remember in your intro sort of talking about your career journey and you did mention, you know, the importance of prioritizing a work-life balance because obviously being very hands-on and getting involved in everything on such a you know, intimate level means that you are working a lot, of course. Um, and how have you managed to sort of develop, you know, that work-life balance over the years in your career? Yeah, so work-life balance is, it's, um, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. It's one that you have to consciously try to achieve. It's difficult, I wouldn't lie. It's difficult um, achieving it, especially if you really want to succeed in your career. But what I've tried to do is do, take little steps. So as an example, um, I spend a lot of free time with my family. And if I have to attend maybe a dinner party, a work dinner party, what I do is I would invite my husband along. So we're there together. So you're actually spending that time together still, even though it's a work event. you know. So I try to do that. I try to balance my vacation periods to ensure that I go with my family so we have time um together and even little things as um when you're going to work if you have a little child you take your child together with you so you spend the time together in the car you just try to i just try to make out um time in between just use any little opportunity i have so i reduce outings with friends just to go out i try to spend more time with my family that's what i do yeah and especially you know with women uh, you know, whether it's fintech or any sort of, you know, sort of industry, it's always going to be a bit yeah. of a challenge sort of balancing family life with with career. And especially in your yes. case, you know, being at sort of a, a managing director CEO level, you know, with that sort of pressure on you. Yes, it, it does. And I, I think part of what one needs to also get is to um, get very good, very good helps also to help you. So in terms of getting domestics and um people who can also help you with things. It then reduces the pressure. You have to realize that you can do everything. So um, as a married woman, you would love to cook every day, but you can't. You just have to realize. <laughs> I don't think you need to be an MD <laughs> to have that challenge. <laughs> but I hear you. <laughs> yes. So, so uh, and I, I think um, what also helps is if you have a good supporting partner, Yes. You know, so so at times I, I advise young girls who, not young girls, young ladies who are starting their careers and looking to get married. At that early stage, I actually say to them, you need to see how your partner reacts because you don't want somebody who is going to um, be against your rising in your career. The, the support of your husband is really very good. If you have somebody who is against you, then it's really difficult. But if you have an understanding person it actually helps and that's one of the things that have helped me in my career i i have a husband who even helps me with my marketing that's amazing just wants me to succeed yes so <laughs> i say to them if you have a chance if you're already married you can change it but if you have a chance before that try to see how your partner reacts you know and that will help you decide if do i want to do this because i, I yeah. don't believe in in women giving up their careers just because they're getting married 
I was very curious to chat a little bit more about, um, you know, you mentioned right at the beginning, there's some exciting projects that you have been working on recently with Express Payment Solutions. So, yeah, it was just to sort of unpack a bit more about the company (laughs) and what's been going on. Yeah, so at Express, we recently concluded a revamp of two of our major offerings, which is our payment gateway solution and our payout platform. Our payment gateway, Express Pay Online, is a web-acquiring gateway solution for merchants and business owners that enables them to receive payments from clients and customers, you know, that desire to use various payment options, such as the cards, um, Visa card, MasterCard, Verve card, and then if they want to pay with accounts, with their bank accounts, USSD or QR codes, you know, some of the new features that we've included is the self-onboarding model which allows the clients to provide required documentation seamlessly from a single interface, you know, so they can just go online and do everything, putting out their documentation, we would assess it, verify it, give them any feedback. They don't have to do any manual coming to the office or anything to send documents, you know. Mm. And then it allows, so it allows them to provide their documentation seamlessly, you know, and then there's the ability to split payments into various bank accounts. There's also the ability okay. for the merchants to, to select billing methods. And most importantly, we have improved on the user interface, making it more modern and appealing. You know, today people want to see something really nice yes. and catchy. So that's what we've done with, with the payment gateway. Then we also have the uh, payout platform. You know, this is a web-based multi-account, multi-bank solution, capable of handling very high single and large volume bulk payments to beneficiaries, you know, while providing them with a wide range of um, customizable and detailed reports. We've designed this fiscally to manage salary payments, pension payments, payments to vendors, you know, and based on um, consumer preference, we have also deregulated the system to have its own API model, which gives our clients the freedom to plug in their own front end while leveraging on our API. So currently we have several states in the country that um, use this platform to pay salaries and they pay their vendors. What it just does is you have one, it allows them from the comfort of their office, they can just debit one bank and then give us, they upload a list of people. Some of them pay as, as much as 20,000 staff. Oh, wow. And they just do that and they they pay them touch of a button, you know, and it, it has multiple levels of approvals. So they can have whoever, the first level, the second level, third level, it simplifies it. Because for this, the customers don't have to go to different banks. So maybe they have money in one bank, they have in another bank, and they want to pay. They don't have to separate it. We do all that for them because their banks are connected to us. So we just pay, um, we help them pay their bills, you know. So that's the payout platform. So for th- those are the two key projects we've um, worked on and we're hoping to work on the mobile interface for this um, projects also. So that will um, enable them take it on the go as well. And we're hoping that um, we would expand everywhere. People can use this anywhere in Africa anyway. They can just um, log on with us and be able to use it. Money is all around us, and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it, and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? 
Join us on the Make More podcast as our host Matt Heslin brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. No, that sounds fantastic. I mean, just um, going back to, I know you mentioned you did, you know, you kind of uh, went and, and had a slight sort of career change earlier on talking about sort of the marketing that you did and how that sort of served you now because you were talking about the fact that you're designing you know the platform and the look and the feel I would are you quite hands-on with the the marketing now and you know having that sort of background and you even mentioned that your husband gets involved and helps as well so I was just interested to hear a bit more about that element um you know being you know sort of at your sort of level of seniority now in terms of how you're sort of looking at it, having, you know, had that background? Yes, I'm fully involved in the marketing. And remember that I spent 28 years in the industry, banking industry, dealing with clients as a marketing person. Yes. So I have a lot of customers. So as an example, my payout, the payout express payment payout platform I just mentioned, this is being used by a lot of people, a lot of um, states, schools, companies, so I, I do a lot of marketing because I go to these companies and I say to them, oh, we can simplify things with you. So we do all that. And then for the states, given that they're governments and you have to deal with very high level people, the commissioners, the yes, governors yes. of the states, I have to be involved in that marketing. So I do it. I do it a lot. So I spend more time. I spend more time marketing, actually, than um, <laughs> hands on okay. on the development now. Yes. No, that's interesting. And it just shows you the power of it and how it's important to just be hands-on with that. Yes, it is. What would your advice be to young sort of aspiring um, people sort of in the in the, fin the fintech and banking space, space, whether it's, you know, men or women, um, kind of getting into, into the industry? Because obviously you started in the big banks and you, you moved around. You, you were also fortunate enough to be studying overseas. And I was I was curious what sort of advice you would offer people that are wanting to start their career journey. Um, you know, for example, would you say, you know, get in with, you know, if they're in fintech, would you advise them to kind of get in with the big banks to get that sort of structure or perhaps go more into a startup space? You know, what would be your advice to people starting out in the industry? Okay, so my my advice would be um Going if you're if you're interested in the fintech space, you can go in directly to the fintech space. You don't have to go through the route I went through, going through the big banks. It was because that space was not very strong at the time I started, but now it's it's really a good space. So going, it depends on what you're really interested in. So and um, for some people who want stability, it might be better to go into a, a stable fintech company. But for some who have ideas of an entrepreneur, you want to go in and be able to contribute right from the beginning. You can't join a startup. So it just depends on what you're looking for. And for some others who want to play from the banking side, you can also join because the banking also has its own part of the fintech, but it's a different kind of way they handle they handle things. So it's it's really for you to look at what's my what's my goal? What what do I want to do? What's my plan? 
mm. um, for life, you know. So that, that determines where you want to go. But what I say to um, people who are aspiring is whatever you do, when you do join, give it your best. Yes. Give it your best and keep learning. You know, at times people feel that when they learn, oh, it's for, if I go for a training, it's for the institution. No, it's for you because they can't take that learning from you. And you, as you keep learning, there are certain things you might learn and you think, oh, they're not useful to me now. But later on, they will become useful. So that's the advantage of ensuring that you keep learning. And then when you get into these companies, give them your best. Give them your best because um, you never can tell who is watching who is looking at you and all that, you know, it, it just helps. Even when you want to move from one company to the other, people will still go back and make reference. Oh, how was this person? How did this person work? You know, and then you, you need to be known for something. Even wherever you work, you must be known for something. So as an example, all the places I've worked, I'm known for customer service excellence. So if, if they ask, Oh, anything about customers? Oh, they, they, they'll tell you, no, for sure. She's somebody who is passionate about customer service. And I give you an example. When I was transferred um, in, in the bank to go and handle um, operations at some point, before I resumed, customer service level went up. <laughs> Even before, I, once it was announced, because they realized that, oh, we cannot deal with the customers anyhow. She's somebody who will do anything for the customer. So okay. that's something. It, it, it's good when you're in, a, in an organization, you are known for something. And you start to build that up from the early stages in your career. Start to build it up. It, it could even be that you're dependable. Can they say, oh, I know that if I give him this job or give her this job, she will do it, no matter what it takes, and she will do it well. So you have to, you have to at an early stage, start to build up um, your career, build up, your personality, and then be known for something in your career. No, that's amazing. And uh, you, you talk about, you know, continual learning. Is there anything that you have on the horizon that you're looking at, you know, upskilling in a way, or is there any sort of interesting area at the moment? I mean, I know you are working, you know, full time <laughs> and managing a family, yes. but I was curious in terms of your own personal goals, you know, if there's anything on the horizon that you're looking at. Yeah, so I, I usually, I never stop learning. So um, earlier this year, I actually went to, um, I went to LSE, London School, yes. London School of Economics. Yes. Yeah, I went earlier, in, that was in June, Wonderful. to take a course. Yeah, I went to take a course um, for a week on um, managing people better. Okay. Yeah, I actually did that because I felt I needed... So coming from a very structured organization, the bank, the bank, yes. you know, banks are, are very structured, yes. the hierarchical structure. Coming to a fintech, a, a fintech that is not that structured. And then, of course, you have a younger generation in the fintech space. You have all the millennials. I felt <laughs> I needed to understand a bit more how to manage them okay. and how to bring out the best in them. So I, I did go for that uh, course and it was, it was quite good. It's quite good. So um, I'm not looking at doing any more very formal courses because I've done, I mean, I, I have a first degree. I have two masters. I have a doctorate. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> so, so I'm through with school. Yeah. But yes. Um, and then I, I also go to conferences. So I just, I, um, a week ago, I was in Paris for 
um, a conference, a fintech conference. So that's really what I'm looking forward to doing more, attending more of the conferences, making connect, meeting um, other people, making connections, and then learning what's happening in the space because you can't stop learning in the fintech space. So that's really what's in the offing for me, just doing more conferences and learning more about the industry. No, that's amazing. And I would imagine also as a, as a woman in fintech, having done so well, there would probably also be room for you to speak at a lot of these sort of conferences and, and, and sort of, you know, impart yes. some knowledge um, to, to, you know, aspiring sort of fintech or well, men and women. Yes, yes. So, yes, I've had, I've had quite a lot of that. So I even have one coming up um, this month. I have one coming up this month where I'm going to speak, um, fintech space also. So, yes, I do a lot of that. Do a lot of that formally and informally. Brilliant. Now that's exciting. So, yeah, I'm also part of the, we have this um, group, the Femtech, Women in Fintech. I'm in that group. I mean, the, um, we have something which is like an NGO, within Women in Technology. Yes, yes. We actually encourage um, young girls. We have different programs for aspiring um, Fintech people and the young ladies so this summer we actually had a boot camp. Oh, wonderful. We had a boot camp for the ladies to bring them up and give them basic IT skills. So yes, I do participate a lot in those um, things. No, that's brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Marky, for your time. I mean, it's been such a pleasure having you on the Talking Success podcast. Should any of our listeners need to get hold of you, where would be the best place for them to reach out and connect with you? You can email me at maki.idowu at expresspayment.com. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Maki, for your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode, Talking Success, connecting the global fintech community. Please follow us on LinkedIn under Talent in the Cloud, or if you're interested in exec talent, expanding your fintech team, or you yourself are looking for an exciting change in your career, please check out our website, talentinthecloud.io.